Welcome back to a We Talk in New York podcast, episode number four. And yeah, it took us a while to start recording this, um, but we're back and a lot of stuff has happened since we've uh, last recorded. But uh, first off, Brian, how you doing? How's the weekend? How's married life Maddie, going? Uh, welcome back. Missed you a lot, even though I've seen you multiple times. Uh, it was good. Busy weekend. Busy weekend for uh, sports. Um, New York sports, um, sports domestically across the United States. We'll get into it. Um, I'm excited. Let's do it. Yeah. So like you said, a lot of stuff has happened in the last since we recorded. Um, so why don't we start with the big news that happened with the Islanders? The Islanders has signed Patrick Waugh to sign. I'm saying sign like he's a player. No, they hired Patrick Waugh to, um, to the team and fired coach Lane, head coach Lane hey, Lambert. God. And honestly, as an Islander fan, I am very happy with this. Yes, the team did not really do as good in the first what, two weeks he's been a coach. So he's didn't, they didn't, the team didn't really do as good as you hoped. But honestly, that first game against Dallas on Sunday um, was super electric. And I was so happy to be there. But then ever since then, you know, the team has kind of just been doing what they've been doing. Yeah, so I was at the Knights game on Tuesday, last week, Tuesday, and of course they lost. Um, but but it's good to see that they are not afraid to make some changes, especially mid-season. Um, I know it's kind of weird. It's a, a weird dynamic, um, no matter what sport you're in, um, to kind of transition to a new voice um, in the manager or the head coach's seat uh, mid-season, but... The Islanders needed it. Lambert was just not – he was no good. I, I think that they were looking for him to try to, like, carry on the Barry Trotz, like, legacy, and it just wasn't working. And so um, I think it was a good move. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. It's like with Patrick Waugh, it's – well, excuse me, sorry. With Lane Lambert, you were right. He they, they thought he would continue the Barry Trotz, like, legacy with the Islanders. But in reality, it, he didn't. It's he. You would think he would have because he worked under Trotz for so many years beforehand. But for whatever reason, it just seemed like the players just didn't did not respond to him, especially in this year. I mean, you saw some players like either defend him or not defend him. I mean, Casey Zekas was the only one that stepped up and said something about the fans booing and saying for him to be fired and stuff. But honestly, you know, we all saw what happened with that. Like, he, Casey got some back backlash for that comments, and you know, it ended up Lane was fired. And um, with that being said, I'm very happy with Patrick Wall, regardless of how it is right now. You know, we are into uh, day one of the All Star break with you know some teams still playing right now, but the Islanders are done at least till uh, next week. But you know, give him give Patrick Wall the like this full week to really settle in and look over some film, figure it out. I mean, we saw in the videos with practice and stuff that like he's whistling at players and he's like bringing this energy that the Islanders have not had probably since like the Doug Waite era. And that was a very short-lived era, unfortunately. Well, no, unfortunately he was not that great of a coach as much as I loved him as a player. Um, but just seeing how the energy is around the team right now, it's it's something else. And honestly, I'm very excited for the second half of the, uh, of the season coming out of the All-Star break. And we'll see how it goes. You never know because you never like there's some teams that just are at the bottom of the bottom of the league and they just somehow turn around, a.k.a. the St. Louis Blues in 2019. Yeah, plus they're giving him enough time to try to get things in order before the trade deadline, too. So if they really do need to either pull the plug or go for it there should be enough reactionary time there to kind of make the right decision going forward. Yeah, no, I mean, we were talking about it last night at um, your father-in-law's place and we were saying that um, Patrick White, uh, God, I forgot the thought though. Well, basically it was more so like with Lane, it was, um, we didn't really expect anything this year. I feel like a lot of us thought we were going in, um, you know, who knows, but now it feels like I said before, it's like now we, um, we, what to expect is now like you want a winning team, but 
you know, with Patrick Watt, I feel like it's going to be different now. And even for next year, like, you know, if you're not looking for this year, you're looking for next yeah. year as well, but there's still a ton of time this season. And the, um, the Islanders just need to turn it around a little bit. And I remember the thing I was trying to say before, and I could believe botched that before. Um, the thing we were talking about was Lou was the one that built this team. Now Patrick Waugh has to uh, use what he has and make the team better with, like I said, with the people we have. And now Lou has to go out and get, whether it's new guys, old, uh, you know, young guys, old guys, whatever, you know, mainly you want to make this team younger because this team is very old. Yeah. Well, well, not very old. We're still, we're still generally young, but like, you know, we still have some veterans on the team yeah. that, you know, in my opinion can definitely be replaced. Um, But yeah, so we were talking about last night and we were saying that like Lou is the one that built this team and now Patrick Wall's got to coach it. And just like you said, with the trade deadline coming up, there's going to be, you got to see who's going to be available, who they're going to trade for and who will they trade. And honestly, I think me and you talked about it like off camera before we said Matt Martin should either be traded or just, you know, sent down basically. Um, I don't think he's going to be really traded because, you know, he, uh, what does Martin have to offer besides like his fighting ability? Like in the last two games, he's just not been skilled at all. Like he's been so out of it. My hot take is do the Islanders trade Anders Lee? And honestly, I'm going to say I hope they do because he I get it. He's our captain. He's the one that took over for John Tavares when he left. But, you know, I'm, I, I've been saying for years and I have many people that probably are going to listen and vouch for me say the same thing that I've been saying for years, that Anders Lee is not really a good hockey player. And that's just because he loves to get in the battles. And he's, you know, he had that one 40 goal season everywhere. Everyone like loved him for that. But like, in my opinion, especially watching him on, um, on Saturday, he just was not in the game whatsoever. I think he was ready to go for break and like, did not really show me anything that he is like, like worthy of staying here. So, I think, you know, I said it's a hot take, but in reality, I mean, I don't see the Islanders trading him, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to keep that off the table. So yeah. we'll see with that. Um, I see people coming with uh, Pierre Engvall saying, like saying he's not doing so well. And I agree with that. Pierre Engvall kind of seems like he's kind of falling off a little bit. So we'll see what Lou does with him. Um, but really, I don't know. I don't think I have any other uh trade things we can probably talk about that more when the trade deadline comes up um so if you have any other comments with that i mean yeah i i would imagine that um it's a similar approach to what you would look at in like a regular baseball season where like if you're getting to that point and you know that there's a team out there that wants to win and um they're willing to kind of overpay to get a piece to help them um, if on the Islanders, you kind of look to, you, you kind of look to like fuck over a team. Like you, Hey, like I have Anders Lee here. You kind of dangle it. And then if, again, if there are like multiple teams that are desperate to try to add another piece, they may try to outbid each other, maybe offer something that's a little bit, um, high in terms of an overall return. I don't know. Am I, am I wrong with that? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just speculating here, but maybe they're, they're no. You're on the right two team, two teams that get into a bidding war, and next thing you know, the Islanders are like, damn. Either like we can hang on to them, or like we pull the plug right now and we get a tremendous package back for our future. Um, it's definitely something that you have to consider. I would think. Yeah, it's like you can use Anders Lee probably main like mainly for draft picks right now because you know Anders Lee is still relatively young and you know he's still a force in front of the net and the islanders don't have a lot of players that can just stand in front of the net and be that guy that's not going to move but at the same time you bouncing lee from the first to the second line uh, consistently is not really good for line chemistry so yeah and with the whole thing with the bidding war it's like it's not as common as it is as in baseball in as in the hockey um but it can happen. So I don't think you'll see like a bidding war for like Lee, but like you'll you'll find that for a lot of players in this upcoming trade deadline, especially like with some player uh with some teams probably looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs and 
with the Leafs, they have people where they have signed contracts, but now you now it's like, what are they going to do with like that fourth guy? You know, they just signed William Nylander to like a huge contract. You know, they locked up Marner, and obviously Matthews is going to be there for a little while. So now, what are you going to do with like Tavares and what like he's going to be into his contract year next year? Damn, um, so my idea. Yeah, I know, that's, right? That's it's been, been seven, seven, eight years seven already. Seven years, eight years? Jesus. Yeah. Seven years, yeah. Yeah. So I brought up a little point to one of my friends. Shout out to David. Um, what do the to, uh, Leafs do with Tavares? And honestly, I think they I think they have to really, really consider just letting Tavares, like, go somewhere else or give him something very, like, you know, small. Not a huge contract concession. But maybe like a hometown discount type of but thing, have to take because that. you know he's not. Yeah, he would have to obviously take that, but that's if he wants to stay with the Leafs, because you know we everybody knows the whole drama with the playoffs with the Leafs and stuff they're, like that. They're but terrible, you know, right? mainly, the yeah, they're terrible in yeah. the playoffs. Probably going to be a first round exit again this year. And you know, my thought process with the um, Tavares situation is if they if the Leafs let him go. I think they would be fine because, you know, he's his numbers right now are just not good. Yeah. You know, last time I checked, he had, like, one goal in, like, 20 games, but he's, like, fourth on the team in goals. I think he has, like, 12 goals or something. Maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm getting that wrong. But regardless, it's still not a lot for what you expect from him. But with that being said, to circle back to the Islanders, um, I don't think – let me – Clarify, I don't think the Islanders are going to sign or trade for uh, Tavares. Um, I, I just think I said that I, if they were going to do that, they, the whole bad blood thing would have to be like put aside and, and like really consider would Tavares be a good asset for the Islanders again. And in my opinion, you know, this is just like my opinion type of thing here, not like um, speculating anything, but in my opinion, I think he would be like kind of good on like our second or third line, just like put him where he was back in before he was uh, signed away. I think he would be like kind of uh, a good, like just good little score right there. Like another, you know, I don't think he'll be like the way he was before he was traded, uh, before he signed, signed away. But I think it would be like a little interesting welcome back type of LeBron type of shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's New York. They still fucking hate his guts. So um, it would be interesting though, especially if they put him in that position. I think, um, I don't know, Lou, I think Lou is on the hot seat next. So any moves that he makes going between now and, and the end of the year or now in the trading deadline and then the trading deadline to the end of the year, I think that really is going to determine if he's even back next year. So um, I want to I wanna just say one thing. I'm going to disagree with the uh, Lou on the hot seat with you right now only because I think the the, hire, the firing and the hiring of Patrick uh, Lane Lambert and Patrick Waugh I think that might have helped his case just a little bit. I think well, yeah, he, he, with he, him hiring a brand new coach. Yeah, I mean, the, the the ship was sinking, so he just added another – I don't have an analogy. I really thought I did. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think he, I think he <laughs> bought himself – I think he bought himself a little bit of time. I think that, like, if, mm-hmm. if he didn't fire Lampert, or Lam- Lampert, Lam- Lambert, whatever the fuck his name is. Lambert, Lambert. If he didn't, yeah, yeah, but, uh, if he didn't fire him, I-, I think that obviously his seat is on fire. Lucy, you know, not, he's not on the hot seat. I think it would be on fire. So I think he bought himself a little bit of time, but I just think that like, I don't know. I feel like the owners like Ledecky and, and Malkin, like they, they bring this, they, they, um, like they, had all those winning seasons, those three or four consecutive winning seasons. Lampert Lampert comes in, doesn't really do a great job in the year and a half that he was head coach. Like they're in a brand new arena. Like they want to win for their fans. I think that like at this point, Lou saved himself at least temporarily, but I think the next few weeks are really going to play into whether or not, I mean, he's old too. What is he? Eighty-two, eighty-three years old. Like, you also have to consider that you really yeah, don't know. He's up there. You don't know how much longer the dude's going to be able to do this for anyway. So, like, I think the next few weeks are going to go far into deciding like his fate. You know how he kind of 
carries the team through the rest of the first half into the deadline and then how they perform the rest of the way. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree that Lou maybe he's definitely bought himself some time, but there's still work that needs to be yeah. done. That's basically the moral of the story here. Um, so I guess we kind of spent a lot of time on this, but Patrick Waugh, great hiring. He's a fiery guy. You know, you could hear him up in the 300 section. Let's just see how the Islanders do coming right out of this all-star break. Good luck to Matt Barzell in the all-star game. Um, you know, and hopefully he, you know, gets some good playing time. The all-star jerseys are absolutely horrifying. They are ugly. They're terrible, but let's quickly. Yeah. I mean, you got to see them in person next time you go to the game because like seeing them in the store is awful, but let's talk about the stadium series jerseys real quick. So off the record, we talked about, but let's talk about on the record. Isles one first thought go. I'm iffy on it because I see what you're saying. It's like that, like older, like retro kind of like street style look. Not what I would have gone for personally. Um, I had every intention on purchasing a winter classic jersey, but then I saw it and I was like, "Ooh, I don't, I don't know if I would buy that." <laughs> um, so I'm kind of iffy on it because I get, I've been thinking about this. I get what you're saying with it. I, I just don't, I don't think it's worth me paying for it. Yeah, so so what I was saying was off camera, so everyone so he knows what he what I'm talking about. Um, I thought it's a pretty nice jersey. Well, let me let me back that real quick. It's an okay jersey. It's enough that I like it. I don't hate it, but there's also like it it, it hits me sometimes different ways. So I actually, so morally moral of the story. I like the jersey. I what I did have intent to buy it. Um. I think it looks very modern, but it looks like a lot of jerseys. I think people have saw this already. It looks like the Smashville jersey from the stadium series years ago. Um, it looks like the Oilers jerseys already almost the same color. I think just today they released the backstory to the jersey itself. Um, but yeah, I do have an intention to buy it, but I think I'm going to wait till after the game when it's, you know, pretty much kind of half off there. There's no reason for me to get it before at $200. I'm not going to get it till March anyway. So that, I think that whole thing, NHL completely botched this with releasing it late. And this should have been like in December. So or this something is because something that a month before the game. is. So stupid. the Islanders come up with the concept or the NHL comes up with the concept for the stadium series or for the winter classic. It's really Adidas. It's really oh. Adidas. Adidas comes up with the concept for it. Islanders so has to approve like it, those, and like so does the so NHL. Those City Connect jerseys, basically for hockey. Pretty much, yeah. Those are terrible too. So, all right. So we do have another New York team that is playing in the stadium series against the Islanders. Um, the Rangers have been looking pretty good. They've been back to their winning ways. They're winning games that I did not think they would win. To be honest with you, um, you know, like you said, I'm not going to try to be informational here, but. You know, the Rangers are fucking good again, and they're back. They're going to – I still believe they're going to win the Metro now. I don't really have a doubt in that. My whole theory with the Islanders coming in second, who the hell knows at yeah. this point. But Rangers are, are sick, and their, their stadium series jerseys are meh. Just, <laughs> I thought they – as bad as the Islander one. I thought they were like – yeah, I mean, they're like – I didn't hate them. I didn't hate the Rangers. I like the idea of the MIR. But uh, just it it just it hits it's me weird. Not, like I like the Islanders one more. Like the the Knights and the Kraken are doing, or they did a stadium series, right? They did like a winter. They did. They were the winter classic. This is the okay. Stadium so series. I like those jerseys better than I like these this set of jerseys. And I yeah, which usually happens. Sometimes the winter classic ones come out better than yeah. The but that's see what the problem with that is. You're doing the stadium series in the largest market on the face of the earth. How do you botch yeah. those jerseys? I like, mean, we, we were talking about we it. We shouldn't be having this conversation. These jerseys should be fucking awesome, and they're not. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, back in 2014, those jerseys were awesome in both teams. Even the Devils ones, like, those ones were, all three were, like, I would say, my personal opinion, were really nice. 
this one it's like all right you have people literally commenting saying it it fucking sucks and stuff like that but i mean there's other fans that do like it and i'm one of them and you know with the ranger one i think they took a little more time and really thought about it and i don't hate those but i don't love them and the devil's ones those are pretty simple i think they look pretty good i like those a lot um and the flyers i'm like oh god i don't really like those at all but yeah but the islanders and the rangers islanders one not bad rangers one not bad um i that's a very unpopular opinion for both fan bases um so yeah, Stadium Series is what February eighth, I think, or uh, I think feel like I'm botching that. It is. It's definitely the eighth, definitely February, the coming eighth, up. Eighteenth, eighteenth. I think it's the eighteenth. It's the Sunday after Valentine's Day. Oh. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, the seventeenth and the eighteenth. The Flyers will play the Devils, and the Rangers and Islanders will face yeah. off at MetLife Stadium. And that's going to be fun. I haven't decided if I want to go to that yet. Um, Brian will, will be, be in there. attendance at MetLife. I will life. be there all, the way, up, all the way up higher than higher than the stadium goes. I'm going to be sitting on the roof. I think the one thing that is nice, and I, me and David, my friend David, we were talking about this, um, the numbers on the jerseys, I think, are perfect size, and so does he, because we think when you're all the way up, like where you're going to be, you'll be able to see the numbers, yeah. and you'll be able to tell, like, oh, that's Martin. Oh, that's Barzell. Like, you'll – I think that was a very smart and uh, in the last couple of years of the stadium series. They've been doing that. So I think that was very, uh, very smart. But a well, little segue here since we're talking about uniforms. Brian, so this is going to be something I know you wanted to talk about. What the hell are the Mets – and the Yankees, what the hell are they doing with their jerseys? Yeah. Why don't you feel so? In? The black jerseys, the Mets ruined the black jerseys. The black jerseys I have, I, I have one. I should have worn it, but that's fine. So, like, they they took the white um, outline or like trim off of the letters. I don't know why. I don't know yeah, why. Trim, like, yeah. I have it here. I have a hat. Like, what makes. And what gives, sorry, I don't mind my desk. It's a disaster. What gives this hat the definition and the complexity is the blue with the white and the orange outline. Without the white, it doesn't yeah. break up the blue and the orange and it's just smushed together. It looks terrible. And now they did mm-hmm. that on the jerseys and the hats, which is garbage. The mm-hmm. Yankees one, I think it's the same thing, but I also don't. I don't mind the Yankees one as much as I mind the Mets one, if that makes sense, because I feel like black is such a harsh color, whereas the Yankees have, like, the gray yes. with, like, the blue. But even, like, again... Yeah, the Yankees gray, I think, is their road yeah. ones. I don't mean to interrupt no, you. I'm is. just saying it they're, yeah. um, it's their, like, main road yeah. ones, so the Mets only wear their black ones on, like, Friday nights. Yeah. But, like, the Yankees ones could be more noticeable without that white trim. So continue. Yeah, no, I mean the it gives the Yankees the look that they had back in the seventies, I guess maybe even the eighties. Um, I don't, I don't mind. Again, I don't mind it as much. Um, but as far as the Mets ones, I literally hate that. Like, I, I love the black jerseys. Like, I remember watching, like my my favorite, like Matt offhand, what's your favorite Mets team? Like year wise, just. Oh man, um, twenty fifteen. Honestly, okay. so mine's oh six, right? That, that year was electric. That's fair enough. I mean, so, all right, so, so, all right, so let me clarify that because like I love the twenty fifteen team because that that team was just electric. But like dating back to my earliest years of like being a Mets fan, like oh seven, oh eight, those years were just fun, like going to games to yes. Shea with my dad and so, stuff. So, so like early years, like those jerseys and yes. stuff. So, so continue. My favorite Mets team was the oh six team. That was the first year I got into it the first year I fell in love with it and just watching like Beltron and Wright and Delgado hit absolute nukes in Shea Stadium with the black jerseys I was like fuck those are really really cool and then I just I feel like they did a disservice by getting rid of the white lines like I'm trying to think now if they had the white lines back then I don't even remember but if they I think they they did did. I I I feel feel like like that was like a I, f- I feel like that's a pretty 
well-known thing that yeah i think they had the white line it's like a mandela effect you yeah don't like they just i just think that i don't know it just take it just looks copy paste i don't i'm not a fan. yeah, yeah. No. i just weird i think it's just weird though that the mets are taking the white trim out of their jerseys but then the yankees are at the same time i feel like every like I, what why is that well related? i feel like all of the teams are starting to like even the nationals they did a full reset of all of their jerseys um, which I don't. Yeah, we talked about that off camera. Like the Nationals are completely rebranding their jerseys, right? They're making it like more modern, I would say, you know, rather than their usual look. But my biggest pet peeve with the Nationals right now is that they're getting rid of those cherry blossoms, which are very nice. I can't believe they're getting rid of those jerseys. Um, don't know why they're getting rid of them. I guess maybe just they're overused. They thought, yeah. but yeah. They are completely rebranding their home and their ways, and they're—I uh, think they have gray ones too. So I don't know—I don't know why all these teams are just like completely rebranding their jerseys. I think the uh, the Diamondbacks aren't they going like with more? They had the white. Yeah. So anybody that's listening to us on Spotify, YouTube, you can go or Spotify, Apple Music, excuse me, can go to our YouTube and Brian showed a picture of it. Uh, if not, you can go obviously look yeah. it up. He showed a pic- nice picture of Mike Piazza. My there. boy. Great Fucking choice. love Mike Piazza. He's my favorite player of all time. I believe that's my mom's favorite player oh, as well. Ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. A lot sorry, of, mom. Yeah, sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry, Mama Oliver. Um, yeah, a lot of teams are doing this. I like the Marlins are doing. The Marlins have changed their jersey more times than they have years of existence. It feels like, like the Marlins have yeah, rebranded definitely. like thirty-seven times. Um, which I don't. Are they going back to the Florida? Are they going back to the Florida Marlins look? Uh, the look. No, the right? Look, yes, I kind of the like that vibe, but like not the name. They they yeah. had to be the yeah they're still Miami. yeah they had to be the Miami Marlins in order to get the stadium funding. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to change that back, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the Yankees one looked really weird to me. It hit me weird, but the Mets one, I was trying to like it, but yeah. like now that like talk us talking about it, I hate without the white. I it looks stupid. Yeah. Um. So. I guess that's enough well, with the uh, uniform talk. And why don't you want do you want to talk about the uh, the Blake Snell yeah, thing? So, oh, state um, stadiums, fuck jerseys. Mets are getting a City Connect jersey this year, so we will have to talk about that. Oh, I did yeah, not I, know that. I believe okay, so. I Great. saw a couple I, of of um, they dropped like little like uh, sneak previews of possibilities on Twitter. Um, I can't find it anymore, uh-huh. of course. So maybe it's just me. Maybe I was just cracked out or something. But. Um, <laughs> They were super sick. There was one dark blue with like gray on top and like the outline of the city and like we'll, we'll have to go into it. But yeah, Blake Snell. Now we'll, we'll transition yeah. to more uh, interesting, relevant topics. So did you see this the other – I saw this on Twitter today? Today maybe. I don't know when it happened officially. The Yankees offered Blake Snell six years, $150 million, and his agents came back with a nine-year offer for $270 million. Listen, Blake Snell's a great pitcher, but I don't think he he's worth that much. You would money. categorize that as great. I'm just just that. Like, I mean, I mean it's I, Blake Snell. He could still he could still throw a ball. Like that's more than yeah. what Max Scherzer and Derek yeah, Brom yeah, would do. So, yeah. well, yeah, yes, yes, and no, right? But here here's my thing, and I've gone into this rant before about Blake Snell, so I'm not going to do the whole thing. I think it was episode two, maybe we I did it. I don't I don't remember. But Blake Snell has been – Blake Snell has had two exceptionally um, – I'll call them historic because anytime you win an award like a Cy Young Award, it's a historic season. Um, so we'll, we'll categorize it as historic because he won a Cy Young Award and not a lot of guys get to do that. So he had two exceptional seasons where he won the Cy Young Award. Other than that, he has been very, very inconsistent. He's either been – really really terrible and like it's just been a beach ball coming out of his hand and dudes are dudes are taking him 500 feet or he's been like holy shit look at this guy i don't think the yankees or any team for that matter well i guess for topic of this conversation we're really just talking about the two that are here locally 
the Mets and the Yankees should not divulge this at all. It is a horrible, horrible idea. For the Mets, when they have so many question marks in their starting rotation already, to add somebody who wants $30 million plus every single year, and, and this is kind of like the, the Yamamoto thing we were talking about too. The dude never pitched in the major leagues before, and he wanted $30 million a year. For the Mets to turn around and add Blake Snell, who in reality has only had two great years, it's just it's a bad idea. He's going to want so much money. Like, he's going to want more than David Price got. And I don't even think David Price deserved that contract. He's going to want more than Scherzer. Like, he's going to want potentially just as much as Garrett Cole, if not, okay, a little bit less. I I just think you, I think you stay away from this one. If you're the Mets, kind of just go for it at this point. I mean, you have really have nothing to lose. If you're the Yankees, why not add, like, a Jordan Montgomery, who's going to be a little bit less, or, or – Offer Snell $80 million for two years and see what happens. Get that money right off the books, but to let him maximize his value. But I would not go any any length of time more than like four years absolute max for him because I just don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's going to put up four Cy Young caliber seasons. I think you're going to get one really great season potentially and then just – mid-rotation, back-of-the-rotation production the rest of the way. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Mets should just offer him something, maybe you know, not to that extent, but just something that could get their starting rotation a little bit better. Um, and then with the Yankees, I think you're right with the Jordan Montgomery idea, or it's just somebody around that area, because the Yankees are kind of well-known for like either – getting a pitcher to be really good or they can be really bad. And I think you need to take the chance. Yeah. They need to take the chance with Montgomery or anybody really get that pitcher to turn around. And then just, yeah, like you said, the Mets just need to just throw something at him and just see what happens because obviously the Mets rotation needs work. Yeah. So Montgomery's pitched in New York before. I know he wasn't as, uh, I know he left and kind of unlocked more of a potential, but the dudes handled New York before. Um, and while we're talking about Yankees and pitchers, I can't believe they signed Stroman. Like, how the fuck did that happen? Oh yeah! Like, oh my god, I can't believe we, we skipped right we over that. About that too. Yeah, no, he that was we, we, we did talk about, about that. that, and I I would say we predicted it, but we definitely talked about it. And that might be I can't believe Cash it. wanted no part of that. Brian Cashman was like, "Yeah, we are not dealing with this at all." I don't like Marcus Stroman. I don't like Marcus Stroman. I don't think anybody does. Like, Marcus Stroman on Twitter, he's the first one to go out and just talk shit. That's all he does. And then if someone's like, yeah. bro, you gave up, like, you know, let's say he had a bad start. And he's like, bro, you gave up eight home runs. I gave up eight runs in two-thirds of an inning. He's like, all right, blocked. I, you're a hater. Like, dog, you're pitching in New York. Yeah. This is not he's literally, he's literally the He's literally the Jamal Adams of yeah. baseball. The guy just talks to so much shit and tweets about it, and then as soon as it comes down to the time that you need to like put up, just all just doesn't do anything and just give, he gives up bombs or gives up big plays. So yeah. I think the Yankees signing Marcus Stroman might be super like really dumb, and it's gonna backfire. It, it, I feel I just have something something bad is going to happen this season with Marcus Stroman, where it ends up he's just takes a leave of absence or something or just he's not on the team for a good bit because of something either on twitter or something off the field you know i'm not wishing that against yeah, anybody i wouldn't wish anything bad i want him to you know i i respect it's, game so i want him to play but like it's just his, his attitude so you know self, we saw it with the so self-centered like it's it's a team sport like he was never an ace in toronto so like like, remember when the Mets traded for him? They were like, hey, we've traded you to New York. And he's like, oh, I'm going to the Yankees. And he's like, nah, you're going to the Mets. And then all the reports came out that he started throwing tables and chairs in the clubhouse because he wanted to be a Yankee. Like, oh, he was a Mets fan. Yeah, me too, which I, I don't understand. And he's like, nah, none of that was true. It's like, bro, everyone said it was true. Like, there were people in the clubhouse that were like clapping. Even your parents said they it was They were holding like... the door for you to leave because they were so excited for you not to be there anymore. Like, 
I just think he's toxic. Like, I, he's just one of those dudes. He's like, more than anything, especially, and now listen, like the Mets, we all know Mets fans and, and the Mets. They're, they're like, what's the, I don't, they're not as, um, how about, we'll say formal as the Yankees, structurally, I guess. Yeah. The haircuts and the attitude and like, mm-hmm. there, he, there's no way that that dude isn't going to create problems within the organization if he acts the way that he's been acting. You need to, like... Yeah, no, without If there's doubt. ever an organization that you're going to be a part of where you need to be an adult and you need to handle yourself like a professional, it's the Yankees. And that's not, that's not a knock yeah. against the Mets, but the Mets have been a complete clown show clusterfuck for, since 2007. Like, they just have. It's tr- truth. Even, like, look at what's happening with Cohen. Like, they're just they're they're the Mets. Like it is what it is. That's why we love them. But if there's ever a place where you need to hold yourself accountable and be accountable for how you perform, it's it's in the Bronx. And I, I don't know if he's got enough self awareness to hold himself to the standards that are I don't know if he has enough self awareness to hold himself to the standards of being a Yankee. So he's going to need to prove that not only to the fans, but to the organization too. Yeah, no, like a hundred percent because like the way the Yankees are run is like the way Lou runs the island. There's like, you know, clean shave, you know, everything's kept tight within the organization, like, you know, news leaks and stuff. And the Yankees are going to do like, are not going to tolerate any bullshit he puts out, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on the field, off the field, whatever. They're not going to tolerate it. The Mets, you know, it's the Mets didn't, I don't think they really cared. So, Mets, you know, we'll see how the sign goes. The Mets had so many other distractions, though, at that point. It didn't even matter. It was like, whatever. It yeah, what there was so much yeah, shit going it on. It is what it is. It didn't. But, yeah, so we'll see how the signing goes. Um, we don't really like it. Um, but, you know, the, the Yankees did need something in their they rotation. And I guess they thought that was, that's what it was, the answer. Yeah. Um, but it's been a while since that, that, uh, signings happened and I don't think we need to go really any further with that. Um, but I think we're good on the baseball. So if you have any other, any other, uh, topics with that, no, then I think we're other good. than, you know what, you know, it'd be funny though. If the Mets signed Jordan Montgomery, then cause keep in mind, Harrison Bader was traded for Jordan Montgomery one for one. So the Mets could technically win that yeah. trade two years later. Yeah, two years Literally. later. Literally, but yeah, we'll yeah. see. Um, yeah. Uh, quickly with the, I want to just say something about the Knicks because I know we were gonna try to not talk so much about that just because of uh, you know, with our knowledge, but we'll, you know, we're gonna try getting better with it. But for now, I just want to say the Knicks are fucking amazing, bro. Ever since that trade, they have picked it up so much, and they are just like unstoppable. They they just won tonight, which um you know I forgot who they were playing. I think they were playing the Hornets or something. But they they're just unstoppable. Uh, OG Anobi is dominant. Like every time I'm watching a Knicks game, he is just always there. His defense is impeccable. His offense is insane. Um, I haven't heard too much about RJ Barrett and um, what, who was the other one? I can't oh. believe I'm blanking on the name. No, but uh, quickly. Oh, was it quickly? Iman quickly. Um, Emmanuel, oh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel quickly yeah. was. I believe it was I, him. I yeah. So oh, I haven't really man. heard about them in a while. <laughs> then the the uh, the Raptors traded their their other star, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but regardless, the Knicks the Knicks are insane right now. Um, uh, the Nets are still struggling, unfortunately. Um. I really don't know what to say about the Nets. I don't even want to talk about them. They're just they're just either win or lose, honestly, at this point. Yeah. Um I believe they just lost to the Jazz. Well, or no, they beat the well, Jazz. You know what's funny? Actually, but regardless, the Knicks are insane. Yeah. So remember I said that we talked about that trade when it when it went down. So I said that the only way the Knicks would make that trade, and this is coming from somebody that doesn't know a whole lot about basketball, but I know who RJ Barrett is. And I know how important he was to the Knicks, or at least to the Knicks' plans. The only way that that trade would make sense is if they were getting players back that were going to. The only way that trade would make sense is if the Knicks were getting players back that would fill holes 
and also make the team better all at the same time. Clearly, I was right. Fucking genius. And another quick thing, because you <laughs> talked about the Nets. Remember we were talking about um, how the Nets needed another superstar to build around and how Durant was miserable here because uh, Kyrie was here and that was the only reason why he wanted out. And I thought they should trade the pick. Yeah. I thought that they should trade the picks or some of the picks that they got back to the Suns for Durant. And maybe it would make them better or whatever. We were talking about that. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. talked about this off camera, uh, candidly last night. So there was a tweet that went out, and some guy posts, you know, hey, um, Net fans, would you like to see the Nets put up a video tribute for Kevin Durant when he comes back? <laughs> so Durant comments. We talked about this last night. Durant comments, and he was like, Yeah, yeah I think uh, this. I think the game would be better if you just didn't do that. <laughs> So, um, I, <laughs> I just think that pours cold water on my trade proposal of reacquiring him to come back to Brooklyn. Um, so yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, he doesn't want to come back. So I was wrong on that one, but I was right on the next trade, and I'm very happy about that. Yeah. So yeah, like we said, the Knicks are absolutely dominating. They are now in fourth in the Eastern, right behind the uh, the Seventy Sixers. Um, yeah. They are. Five and a half games back at first, I guess, but they are insane. And like I said, I want to get to a game one day, but that's as much as I got for them. Cool. Um, we mentioned the Rangers. Uh, nothing's really going on with the Jets and the Giants right now, so that's okay. Um, shout out to the Riptide for getting two wins because <laughs> they're just not good. Honestly, that's that box lacrosse team at the Coliseum. Yeah. Um, and so why don't we talk about the the uh the Chiefs and the 49ers? I'm I'm blanking Seriously, tonight. Yeah. I'm sorry, I apologize yeah, for that. Yeah. But so congratulations to the Chiefs and the 49ers for making it to the Super Bowl this yep. year. Um uh, going down in Las Vegas. Um I hate the Chiefs right now. I am so tired of it, but it is what it is. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. It's gonna be a great game. I was rooting for the Ravens and the Lions, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Congratulations to the Lions for making it as far as they did. You know, making it not making it for that long is, you know, awful. You know, as a Jets fan, we know. But, you know, so congratulations to them and uh to the Ravens. Yep. So I saw a stat today. Um, because everyone was kind of giving Dan Campbell shit about going forward on fourth down twice and missing both times and like hindsight, obviously you kick both field goals, you win the game by three points. Okay. You know, well, okay. But this season, on fourth down, he went for it 20 times, and they converted it 17 times. They converted yep. 17 of 20. So, statistically speaking, they had a better shot at converting it than, I guess, not converting it based on this. I don't know. They had, statistically speaking, Turn around down. yeah, they had yeah. a better opportunity. I do think they probably, obviously, again, I think, um, I know we're running out of time here, but I think, especially in the playoffs, you probably should be a little bit more conservative. Um, I think it's a learning moment for, for Dan Campbell. I just think in that scenario, like, knowing how good the 49ers were, knowing what you were playing for, and knowing that every point matters in the postseason – Maybe you take the field goal opportunities, or after you miss the first time, maybe you kick the second time, if that makes sense. Like, yikes, we already fucked this yeah. up today. Let's not fuck it up again. But the Lions, man, like that, to me, right now, that's it. That Matt Stafford for Goff and, and Picks trade, that's a win win on both sides, I think. Like, Lions fans have a lot to look forward to, especially going into next year. Like, you can't map out a trade any better than one team winning the Super Bowl and one team being a perennial Super Bowl contender for the next four or five years. So um, I think that trade was probably a pretty good one um, that worked out for both sides. I know the Lions came up a little short, but uh, they're going to be an exciting team next year for sure. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think the, I think the Lions are going to be fun next year. I can't wait to see what they do. I think they might take it as far as they did again, hopefully to the Super Bowl. They were a fun team to root for. Yeah, I have to admit, as it, like, you know, they were fun. Uh, I was telling, you know, some other people about the Bills. I like the Bills. They the way their fans just are. 
towards that team. They're just electric. So I was kind of rooting for them too a little bit. I know we don't really talk about the Bills that much on the year, but like, you know, like the way that team, yeah, the way that team just was, it was kind of fun to watch. But um, regardless, we'll have a little, probably have a little more in depth next time. Uh, Next time we're on the pod, I'm sure we'll be recording before the Super Bowl. So, uh, so congratulations to the Chiefs and the Niners once again. Uh, Like I said, it's going to be a great game. We got the Pro Bowl coming up before that. Uh, as a reminder, we got the NHL Arstall game coming up, which is a fantasy draft this year. Ooh. I don't know if you remember the. I remember the fantasy draft was like years ago. I forgot what year it was, but I remember. But I remember it, and it was fun because you, all these teams, your team, you play on the team that's in the West. So that I thought that was cool, and I think it's gonna be exciting. Um, I don't remember the skills competition, so I'm not gonna so stay what they are right they're, now because they're mixing. You know, they're mixing the conferences together. Yeah, they won't be conferences. Or it's going to be like team captains, and they just get to pick. Yeah, that's going to be like. Yep. Ah, exactly. That's confusing. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I think that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got for this episode. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No. With New York sports. No, I uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Mets resigned out of Vino. I just thought about that now. Um. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah. I don't hate it. I don't love yeah. it. I don't a hate lot it. of people are, are kind of talking shit because he left a little bit of money on the table, but he had a good point. The reason why he opted out, a lot of uncertainty about the Mets, what their future was, who their manager was going to be. Plus $2 million of that that contract was deferred, so um, he wouldn't have gotten that payout anyway right away. So he figured, ah, fuck it, let me test the market. But I'm glad he's back, though. Um Ed's another, yeah, me too. Ned's another vet. I wish they re-signed David Robertson, but um, obviously that didn't happen. I really like David Robertson. I thought he was really clutch. Um, and he netted the. I have a random question with you because I'm blanking on yeah. it. Who's the Mets manager right now? Uh, Do we have a manager? Yes, yeah, Carlos Mendoza. He was the Yankees bench coach. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I was blanking I, uh, on it for some reason. Yeah, I don't. Hey, like. I, I'm more than welcome to give anyone a fair shot who wants to take a crack at this. I think there's probably no – I mean, this might be a little – you know, but I, I don't think there's a harder team to coach in New York based on expectation – not expectation. Well, I guess – I mean, listen, I feel like the Yankees – I know The Yankees yeah. are probably easier to manage because the Yankees are just built like – like that lineup is fucking like like Boone's in autopilot right now. He just gotta like, I mean these guys don't even build the lineups. The lineups come from the analytics department. So all Boone really needs to do is just show up and hand out the lineup cards and get ejected. Like, and he's great at doing that. <laughs> and like, so I I think for the Mets, I'm hoping that this is the beginning of with Stern Stern's in place and Mendoza in place. I'm really hoping that. This is the beginning of a consistent era of Mets baseball where um, they start to really bring up their young talent, develop as a major league squad, add the pieces necessary, and then kind of proceed forward. Um, fans, be patient. Like, Give David Stern some time to work. Give him a little breathing room. He's not going to come in and drop another billion dollars on payroll um, in his first offseason. He's really got to build some depth, and, and I think he's done a great job at that. So um hopefully you know mendoza just needs to make sure that he's not making jackass moves like luis rojas did like that's pretty much it like that dude was just lost so um yeah i'll give him a chance i'm more than willing to give anyone a chance i'm i think i'm one of the most patient mech fans there is like fuck what do i have to lose at this point why am i gonna get myself crazy they suck every year and then they have a really great year and they break my heart so um just be patient with him and um you know we'll see how this year plays out before judging him give him the whole season and then judge him yeah no without a doubt um but yeah so i don't think i have anything else for us for this episode we tried to keep it a little bit shorter this one and i think we we did a good job 10 minutes shorter (laughs) we did these i mean usually around Um, like an hour 10 so 49 minutes is pretty good yeah. So, um, make sure everyone who's listening is 
listening to us on Spotify, Apple Music, you know, pretty much everything, the whole shebang. We're on YouTube, so make sure you go watch us and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that. Um, and we'll be back next time. Any final thoughts, Brian? Um, I'm I'm good. Um, good luck to Barzell at the uh, Vegas is hosting the the All Star Game and the Super Bowl. No, no, no. the All Star Game is in uh, Toronto. Oh. Oh. And then yeah, right. close uh, the Super Bowl is in Toronto. Cl- close enough. Cl- close enough. They're 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 practically right next to each other. So I was I was sort of right. Practically next <laughs> yeah. to each other. I think they're completely. Yeah. No, uh... no, no, it's fine. It's fine. They're, they're they're right there. Yeah. So not only Barzell, you know, we're forgetting the other team that we have. Vincent Trocek and Igor Shosturkin are going yeah, to the yeah, All Star yeah, game. Shosturkin is going. Fuck shit up, bro. So good luck. <laughs> so good luck to them too as well. I'm surprised by the Trocheck. I guess he's having a good year. I'm not saying I guess because he is. I don't know why I'm saying I guess, but he is having a great year. So good luck to them as well. So those three all stars, good luck. Uh we'll be rooting for you guys. And why don't you give us a closing line, Brian? Uh... Perfect. <laughs>